0: Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. We're about a month out from the One in Unity Comp Volume 3, so please get excited. So many awesome bands, so many awesome tracks. I can't wait for it to finally be out. Philadelphia Hardcore, new record by Off The Tracks. If you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube And support that band. They're fucking awesome. Also, Bridges Burned by Killing Me. New EP out now on From Within Records. You can head over to the From Within Records big cartel and go pick up a copy of the CD while supplies last. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter to your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high-quality merch for your band, for your business, for whatever, please support my friends Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, you can email them, contact at GoodFortunePrinting.com. Before we get into today's episode, tonight... At program, Broken Vow, Take It to Heart. Amazing tour is finally hitting Orange County. And this one's very special to me. I'm a huge fan of Broken Vow. I've had most of their members on the podcast at this point. And obviously, you guys know I ride so hard for Orange County. So I'm so happy for Take It to Heart to have been getting so much love on the road. And this is one for the home team. So please... When you listen to this podcast, um, enjoy it. And then make sure to head out to program later tonight to support Broken Vow, Take It to Heart, and all the other local support. And last thing, October 10th, it's a Monday night. Combust from New York is rolling through. Everyone has been hitting me up about advance tickets. So I finally made a landing page for it. You can go to com slash tickets. And if you want, you can buy an advanced ticket for Combust with zero fees. You can pay the $15 that you would at the door early if you don't want to wait till the day of the show. So head over to jamierk.com slash tickets to pick up an early ticket to, to excuse me, to Combust uh, before the show in October. Thank you. On today's episode, we track down our good friend Andrew. He plays guitar in Killing Me fills in for Nerve, someone who I look at as the future of Hardcore. And I'm so happy that I was finally able to sit down and speak with him. It's been very nice to have been able to get to know him on my trips out east. So I knew this was going to happen sooner or later. And I'm happy that we were finally able to sit down and talk about what Killing Me has been doing. Uh, we speak about the a random drop of the record, which is a pretty interesting rollout, but I'm happy that, uh, it is finally out. So if you haven't yet, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple music title, bandcamp, go listen to bridges burned, go listen to the demo that dropped out in 2020, and then come back here and listen to Andrew. And I have an awesome conversation. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation without further ado. Welcome Andrew to the show. How's it going? Good. Thank you for being down to do the podcast. I'm a yeah. fan of uh, Killing Me. I'm a fan of you playing in Struck Nerve. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> but I- I'm just curious because I don't really know uh, your origin story because the first time I heard about you uh, was way back in 2020 and just uh, mm. hearing that, uh, you know, uh, Mully was starting a new band with a bunch of young kids. That was yeah. like my, like first time I ever heard about, um, you know, your group of friends, but I'm just curious, uh, for you, how did you stumble into this whole thing we call hardcore? So,
1: I mean, I was always super into like metal when I was like really young. And then, uh, a friend got me into punk. So like bands, like minor threat, bad brains, descendants, stuff like that. And then. Like I followed a few people uh, that I knew from just like playing in like shitty metal bands and punk bands and like they would post like hardcore flyers. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, what's this? Like, this looks sick. And like, I would listen to the bands and then ended up going to my first hardcore show in 2018. And... From there, I was just trying to go to as many shows as I can, but like I was still like 14, like 13, 14. So I like always had to see if like my dad could drive me, my mom, or like any of my friends' parents. So I would just go to shows whenever I could.
0: Okay. Hell yeah. And that's awesome for you to, uh, you know, be into it that early on. Cause I feel like those are like some formative years of your life. So for you to mm-hmm. have been able to stumble upon it that early and be into it that heavy, I, I think it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it definitely was like something different to, I don't know, just instead of doing what all the other kids were doing, being able to kind of go to this like group of people that like, to like maybe like people in my school they were just like like what is this like so i mean that was cool too just you know do something different and then like have like you know a whole other group of friends and like the hardcore scene
0: compared to like whether it's like skateboarding or school or anything like that I definitely agree. It, was, uh, it wasn't that common to be a hardcore kid where I grew up out in the Palm Springs area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. whenever I would uh, stumble across people, uh, there was a very few of them. Uh, but over time, it, it definitely grew more and more. But in the early days, when it was just like this super underground thing, and when I would see like the random, you know, couple of people from my school wearing band t-shirts that I recognized. It was always pretty cool to, you know, just kind of dap them up or just get stoked on knowing that um, even though it's, it's so underground to the majority of the kids in my high school, there were still like a select few that knew what was going on. So it was always awesome, like running into them.
1: Yeah, definitely with like. I was definitely lucky enough to have friends who were. Super like. So like friends from like skateboarding who kind of came in and were like, oh man, like this is sick. Or like my friends who already liked like punk or metal were able to get into it. And yeah, I ended up going to my first show with uh, one of my good friends who actually like started uh, their own band. So it's kind of sick to just kind of have those friends who you went to your first show with like start bands too.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool to still have those friends still be around because yeah, the majority of people that I went to shows with in the very beginning don't even go to shows anymore.
1: That's, that's wild. I mean, luckily like I've had just that same group of friends kind of stick together and then like, Obviously more people come in, but yeah, like that friend and then uh, David uh, who does vocals for killing me, like we've been probably going to shows together for probably close to like four years now.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, to me, it sounds like something special because, and I'm not sure if it was because maybe I was younger back then, but all my older friends, it was um, harder for me to convince them to stick around because they started to have like other interests, uh, which to me is uh, at the time it was strange. Cause I was just like this young kid and all I cared about was hardcore to, so to see the people that I looked up to getting over it and I'm um, going and doing different stuff, like wanting to go to local house parties or even going to different types of shows, like going to like rap shows and stuff, which was um, fine in like, my mind. But at the time I was just, uh, just so confused at how they would want to you know take away from anything to do with hardcore yeah i mean that's kind of
1: how i got my start to like i started going to when i was like probably like 13 i was going to a lot of like local indie shows uh-huh. and like because to me like hardcore like i had no idea it even existed like that like so i was like oh well there's just indie shows around here so i guess i'll just go to those mm-hmm. and then uh, like I'd go to those, and then just like they were cool, like the music was cool, but like just remember something was missing, and it was like just like the energy that hardcore brings, and kind of like more like the cheesiness, but like the like the one scene unity, like that type of thing, and kind of like that bond that everyone in hardcore kind of has compared to something like indie where it's like you know that's the one group of friends is the one group of friends like obviously there's always going to be like clickiness in any sort of scene but like i i like to think of hardcore as more like unified together so yeah i i
0: definitely agree because, uh, yeah, going to other types of shows, it seems there isn't, like, a sense of community. It, 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 obviously, like, everybody's there for whoever's playing, um, and but it doesn't feel like, like, you know, in between bands. It just feels like everybody is just kind of, like, in their own bubble when, uh, w- when I think about it in terms of hardcore. It seems like way more of a community, like, uh, a lot more people uh, know each other. There's way more... Um, you know, socializing going on amongst like everybody versus when I go to those other shows, it just seems like, yeah, like everybody just comes from so many different places. Yeah. But for you uh, playing the guitar, is that something that you've done your whole life or did you pick that up later Um, in life?
1: So I started playing guitar when I was about eight years old and it was like my dad would show me bands like, like kiss Metallica, like old, like eighties, like metal bands or rock bands. And like, I thought it was just so sick. And so it was just like, yeah, like I want to learn how to like play those songs. So.
0: Okay. That's cool. Well, uh, I'm still glad you're able to pick it up at an early age and stick with it because sometimes kids can lose interest over time. Or just find new hobbies. So for you to have, you have been doing it since you were eight. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, obviously there was like different things coming and going. Like, I was like eight. So I was like playing like Little League baseball. And then, like, when I was 13, I started skateboarding. So, like, it was definitely like, there was definitely always different things that I was like doing, but it kind of all would always circle back to, playing music
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool that's cool because it's like weirdly this like thing that was always important that you didn't really know at the time right it was just kind of rotating with all the other stuff but here it is yeah. now it's on the forefront
1: yeah definitely and now it's like I'll, like i'll skate here and there and like i'll still skate like pretty much every other day but you know at the end of the day it's like music like that's it like that's that's my shit
0: for sure. I feel like every time that I've seen you, like you've always been injured. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm just curious right now. Like, uh, how are you like physically?
1: Oh, I'm all good. Uh, I trying to think I, when I first started getting into hardcore, probably around like 2019, my right arm was broken. And then, uh, that was funny though, because, uh, if you ever talked to James Austin from a reign of salvation, he used to like bring me to shows a bunch when I was really little. And, uh, uh, it was like this one show at creep records in Philly. And like, I was still in like a brace and I was like, I'll be fine. I can go up front. Like, it doesn't matter. And then, uh, I forget who, I think it was, uh, it might have been Aaron from from Jesus Piece but like if you've ever seen him mosh like like he's a beast but i think it like it was either him or like some other like crazy good mosher just boom right to the arm and like i was like like but uh aside from like that fun uh then concussion stitches and most recent injury was the the broken ankle
0: yeah i i, I remember you were in a boot which is crazy i would just yeah. try to take it easy because obviously hard twitchers can get intense and you never know what's coming at you because with people swinging their limbs in every which direction or something you're mm-hmm. jumping off the stage uh, you can get injured at any second
1: yeah i mean that but also it's like the biggest bummer going to a show when you're injured because maybe you're like standing on the side and you just see everyone moshing and you're like stage diving and like just having so much fun and you're just like it's sick it was sick getting to go to like fya and all that but i was definitely like pretty uh pretty bummed on not being able to mosh
0: well fya is just around the corner, right? It's now August, which is crazy to think about. And, uh, you know, January's just a couple months away.
1: Yeah. So definitely hoping I can make it out to there this next year.
0: Yeah. Stay healthy and not get injured.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely going to try.
0: I, uh, more recently had, uh, Tony from raw life on the podcast. And he, he mentioned like a, a story about how you and your friends would sometimes Uber to shows which I, I think is, yeah. which I think is like the craziest thing because uh, just thinking about the distance from, uh, you know, from where you're at to to Philly, I, I feel like that would be a quite like an expensive Uber, especially when you got to think about, uh, you know, a round trip Uber. Yeah. So like
1: most of the time, like I'm trying to think. So we would usually do Lyft, which is like a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. but like not as bad but it would be like me uh maddie who sings in garage and then david from killing me like we would just be like all right how much money do we all have and kind of just be like all right so like you know one lift ride for all of us to get to philly is going to be like say like 50 bucks so we all just like maybe like two people split it and then someone buys the tickets at the door like just some way of like it like it didn't matter like as long as we got to the show that's how that mattered mm-hmm.
0: and so. that's dedication because uh, when i was younger and and when i didn't drive uh uber Lyft, that stuff wasn't even a thing so if I wanted yeah. to get to a show, I would have to hope that the public transit would land somewhere nearby. Uh, mm-hmm. so I could at least maybe get to the show. But other times, uh if it was something as far as like, you know, from where you're at to Philly, like it just wasn't even a possibility. So I would have to sit out a lot of the times and it was such a bummer. Because I, I would be yeah. like that, I think that's like one of the worst things, right? Knowing about an awesome show, but you're just not able to go because you don't have a ride.
1: Yeah, that's the worst part so when definitely when i got my license it was like all right show within three hour like three hour distance we're there
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like so definitely uh thankful uh i got my license
0: 100 percent, yeah because it it just opens up the possibility of going to way more shows because you could you know head three hours in any direction and i'm sure there's an awesome show going on definitely Okay. And I I'm, I'm just curious, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, James Austin uh, uh, earlier. Uh, how did you meet him? He's a nice guy by the way. Shout out to James. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, shout out James, but
0: um I I
1: think when I met him, I so the first show I ever went to was booked by him cuz he uh he still does book shows in Delaware, but I mean like You know, we don't really have too many shows in Delaware, so Mm I'll definitely tell James to get on that. But uh uh yeah, I met him from that show and uh there was this also this um this one uh zine that he had an interview in and I was reading it and he mentioned he was from Delaware and I was just like like what? Like there's someone Who's like from Delaware, who's like into this hardcore thing, like that's sick. Like just cause like Delaware is like so small. So when you find out like anything about anyone that like you're hyped on, you're just like, dude, that's sick. Like and then but yeah, from from there, just like kept talking to him and then He would be like, yeah, like hit me up if you ever need a ride to any shows. So definitely thankful for him to uh, bring me to a bunch of shows when I was just a kid with no license.
0: Yeah, it's it's important to have those kind of friends. I I will always be eternally grateful to all the older friends that I had that took me to shows. And I I still am like connected to some of them through like social media. Uh, One of them actually uh, tattoos me. uh, Shout out Cody Cowan. But, um, yeah, without them, I wouldn't have been to like probably like 90% of the shows when I was younger because they were just as hungry to support hardcore as I was back then.
1: Mm. So
0: they were, they, they were down to drive out on a weeknight. Like we like, we were going to shows like at least like two to three times a, a week and driving out to the Inland Empire to Orange County for stuff. And, uh, I thought it was cool, but I didn't realize how much of a, like journey it actually was for them because it's uh, they were older than me like I was just in high school but they had yeah. jobs and bills at the time so uh, I'm just thankful that they were down to, to do that at that time
1: yeah it's definitely definitely uh, appreciative to all the people who have like helped me get to shows or like just you know supported me and my friends in like any type of like journey with hardcore so like definitely too many to list like yeah. it would probably take up the whole podcast just listing off name after name
0: and you mentioned you want to hit up james to uh, book some more shows out in delaware like uh, how are the things or how is the state of current delaware hardcore because i know there's like uh you know the, the newer band grow uh, out that you just uh, mentioned earlier but other than mm. that like um, how are things uh so it's
1: like I there's like rarely ever shows in Delaware and mm-hmm. I know I definitely got to stop bitching and actually probably do it myself if I want to make it happen instead of just trying to rely on people. Cause you know, everyone else is an adult and super busy all the time. So definitely can't give anyone shit, but, uh, it's, there's not many bands in Delaware. Hardcore bands at least. And then like I think the most recent show we had in Delaware was it was the Four in Hands record release, which mm-hmm. was that was like in like February or March, but it was Four in Hands, Rain of Salvation, Gridiron, uh Killing Me, Chemical Fix, and Excite but like that was a sick show, but like a lot of the venues too, are just like super beat, like Mm -hmm. just there's not too many places that want to have shows in Delaware.
0: Yeah. It it can definitely be rough. Um, I'm uh, I feel like I was in the same boat or maybe I am still in the same, boat. I don't know, but I, I feel like there's so many tours that are coming through. And when I look at the, the routing Mm. uh, sometimes Orange County gets skipped over and it was always just kind of frustrating because we we have a sick scene out here. There's uh, so many awesome bands from Orange County um, and also just the surrounding area. There's just like a plethora of bands, um, you know, popping up and even established bands. So I just never understood why uh, these tours would kind of come through Southern California and skip such a, uh, you know, great market. So I yeah. was like, all right, cool. If, if that's going to keep happening, I have to try to be the change because, uh, you know, it's, it, it was just one of the things I didn't want to be on the sideline and just watching this happen when I, mm-hmm have the ability to uh, maybe help and try to you know change and you know uh, uh you know fix this uh issue this uh, i think it's an issue so i yeah it, so i i've started booking some shows i just announced the third show that i'm booking with like combust take it to heart shiva major pain yeah. um uh sanctify which is a newer band from out here that's super sick so check out sanctify but but yeah i i just want to Uh, not let that become a trend. I want bands to Mm -hmm. think when they're routing their tour, like, Oh shit, we're finally hitting Southern California. Let's make sure like LA is obvious, right? Like everybody wants to play LA. So that's a staple, Mm -hmm. but I want us orange County. I I want us to be just like that. I want orange County to be like, okay, like we're going Mm -hmm. to Southern California. We have to play there because there's always six shows there. So I'm trying to establish that and not let us get skipped over anymore definitely definitely i think the one problem with
1: delaware too is like especially like my part of delaware is it is so close to philly like it's about like a 30 minute drive for mm-hmm. me most of the time without traffic so i feel like it's definitely like one of those things where someone plays philly they're like oh, why would we play 30 minutes away in delaware so i mean you know, can't be too upset about it, I guess. But definitely would like for there to be more shows over here. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely uh, understand that position because, like I said, we're literally neighbors with L.A. So we got to, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we get these opportunities to have bands come through, I, I always want to make sure that they, that they get taken care of and that the shows are, you know, fun and memorable so that yeah. they want to come back. Mm hmm but is
1: a uh, program skate and sound. Is that in orange County? Yeah,
0: that, that, that's full uh, Fullerton. That's oh, I, sick, <laughs> sick. That's where I, I book. That's where I've booked all my shows. I haven't booked a show anywhere else. So shout out to a uh, program. Shout out Chris, shout out Kenny. Uh, the, they're always down to support my vision. So I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate them a lot. Yeah. That's what's up. I saw like every show I've seen, like that's been videoed
1: from there. Just looks so fun. Just, floor shows and everyone just like running up to grab the mic and it was sick to see a shackled play there
0: Mm -hmm. that was the second show that i ever booked shout out shackled yes sir yeah no it's 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 a good time and i i I literally tell everybody who comes on the podcast when your band comes through california let me book you so killing me in the future let me book you in orange county dude
1: i i would love that (laughs) so (laughs)
0: we'll 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 definitely make it happen um but, uh, you know, finally getting to Killing Me, uh, how did this uh, band start? Because obviously the lineup's a little different these days. Uh, but from the very beginning, um, whose idea was it? So, the original, so like how it came to be is so like
1: I had already met Molly and like I've like talked to him from shows and then just like he was just like, uh, I think it was like outside of, I think it was like a knocked loose show, but outside of there, he was just like, Oh, what's your number, man? And then I think it was like a week later hits me up and he's like, you play guitar, right? And I was like, yeah. And just was like, you want to start a band? And like, I was like, uh, yeah, like no brainer. Like, Mm -hmm. yes. Cause like I had already wanted to start a hardcore band and then to like be able to start with like molly like who's been in like some pretty cool bands i was like yeah i definitely want to do this
0: yeah i, I definitely like him uh behind the kit and i've, I've heard mm. of some some new stuff in the work. so i'm uh, definitely a fan of molly uh, i'll support him forever he, he's great i i, I love talking yeah. to him whenever i see him dude yeah like great friend
1: great person all around and yeah then uh, from there it was just kind of like hitting up like friends so then i like hit up my friend chris who plays bass and killing me and then after that i was i hit up david and was like hey do you want to do vocals and he was like yeah like let's do it and so i'm even at that time i think david only started going to shows like a few months before, but he was like still just so hyped on it from the start that he was just like, yeah, let's do it.
0: I think it's cool to kind of grab someone who's uh, you know so fresh into the scene because they have that passion. Because o- mm-hmm. o- over time, uh, some people you know th- their their passion can fade. They get a little jaded and they might not be as enthusiastic about it. But I, I think mm-hmm. it's awesome to hear that someone who's so early on in their hardcore journey was able to you know join a band.
1: Yeah, and definitely sick because he's still got the same attitude like as when we first started. Just like being so hyped on everything and like i think we all are like me chris david just literally being hyped on like every little thing every little aspect of like whether it's like putting new music out or playing shows and so like and we definitely like had that happen when um when we were like oh like we're gonna be doing a few shows with simulacra on there run that they're doing like because like we all love the dudes in simulacra love the new album so definitely shout out simulacra and so like we're super psyched on that and just anything in the future
0: and when tyler hits you up to start this band um how familiar were you with writing hardcore music
1: so honestly like not familiar because i had been in like like thrash metal bands and like punk bands and it would usually just consist of like maybe us writing like a shitty demo and then never doing anything with it so i kind of i kind of just i don't want to say went for it but kind of kind of just was like, "Ah, I'll try it out. I'll see how it goes. And I definitely think it kind of shows a little bit, especially with the new stuff we're going to be putting out. And it is like pretty different compared to like the demo. But I mean, it's all kind of just been a part of like growing.
0: Yeah, I I think it's cool to be able to see that kind of growth in a band through their music. Uh, When listening to the demo, even though it's... uh, little over two years old I, I still feel like it holds up and um the, the music's uh good, and obviously with uh Wyatt uh, you know mixing and um yeah. mastering and uh, and recording the the demo I, I i think he did a really great job i i, I was actually kind of surprised at like how good it sounds for a demo
1: yeah yeah why it's the dude yeah. but uh yeah, shout out wyatt shout out chemical fix
0: yeah, but, sure. uh, shout out the knife layer.
1: Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited to put the new music out. So,
0: okay. And uh, speaking of the new music, uh, right, there's a, the new single out deceivers, but is there a planned release date for the um, EP?
1: So I've actually just constantly been refreshing, like my email and like all like the Spotify and Apple music, because So, like, we put it out through Distrokid, which is just, like, a thing to put music out for, like, people who maybe don't have, like, the backing from, like, a huge label or anything. Mm I feel like that's what a good bit of people in hardcore use. But it's, like, weird. It'll say, like, oh, your music's up. So, technically, the EP's out already, but, like, it's not, like, live, I guess. I don't know. We were very just like up in the air about like release dates, and we were just like, "Fuck it, we'll put it out as soon as possible."
0: Okay, and is it just a, a self release? You guys don't want to try to put it out through anybody? No interest oh, from any of the labels?
1: We are putting it out through uh, From Within mm-hmm. Records. So, shout out to Carter. But, out. Uh,
0: yeah, th- that—that's that, what I thought, but I wasn't sure since you just uh, randomly uploaded it. I, I wasn't sure if that was still happening
1: yeah it was more or less i was just like yo carter when do you want us to release it and he was just like i don't know when do you and i was just like as soon as possible he was like all right fuck it do what you want to do mm-hmm. so
0: and as far as uh like a rollout whether it be any merch or uh, vinyl tapes or anything attached to it
1: uh i know we're gonna be doing cds and for shirts i'm not too sure it's all kind of just been like a spur-of-the-moment type of thing. So I guess we'll just kind of go with it and see where it see where it heads, which might be uh, not the best idea, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, just kind of wing it. Uh, you yeah. don't really have a super solid game plan. But okay, so the, the single you put out is called Deceivers, which is a, an awesome song, but what's the actual name of the EP? Uh,
1: so the EP is going to be called Bridges Burned, and mm. it's got six new tracks on it. And yeah, I mean, we've had some of those songs probably written since like 2021, like, or like right after the demo. So I'm definitely excited. So like Deceivers, that was, we wrote that like right after we put the demo out. So I'm really excited. it Finally saw the light of day.
0: Mm-hmm. And why did it take so long to record it and put out new music? So I definitely, definitely a big
1: factor is like, like Tyler, the man of a million bands, Uh like being, being in some of the bigger bands and hardcore, like him touring. And then whether it's like, we're like in school and like, we have stuff going on with school and just like personal life. So just like a mix of different things in all of our lives that like kind of like put a little bit of a halt on it. But I'm glad we took our time and, you know, made something that we all really like and are really proud of. So and hopefully uh, some people like it, too.
0: And if, if you can remember, when you dropped that demo, that was literally like the start of the lockdowns and the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you didn't intend to drop a, a demo and knowing that the world was going to be in that kind of state. But what was that like for that first like year and a half of being a band and not being able to do anything?
1: It was definitely like super weird because I remember as we were like driving to the studio to go record the demo like we were all just kind of like talking like oh man like because it was probably because we recorded the demo and like it was like early march of 2020 so like right before shit really hit the fan so we were all just kind of like oh man like joking like oh the world's gonna end like we like we won't play any shows like ha 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 but then like sure enough, like uh we didn't play any shows. So um it was it was definitely just weird, but then finally when things started kinda coming back together with the world and the whole COVID thing, it was sick to hear that uh Bob wanted to put us on the Unity barbecue, which is probably one of the most fun shows to play.
0: I think it's one of the coolest ideas just to kind of strengthen that unity amongst Mm -hmm. the local area because it's hard to find that. Yeah. And what was it like uh, playing that first show? Because with the whole world maybe, uh, you know, shutting down for, for good shows, probably not coming back. And i know there were secret shows or whatever but there was no guarantee of things like ever like actually opening up and shows happening again uh it was like
1: like, it was just awesome like being able to play that and because we had been like just like thinking like oh man like we can't wait to play shows we can't wait to play shows like when's it gonna happen and so like when it finally like happened, it felt like, like kind of surreal. Just because it's like, oh shit! Like we've had this demo out for however long now, and to finally be able to play the songs like live in front of our friends and then some other people was just definitely a cool experience that just got us even more psyched.
0: Yeah, that, that that's awesome that you guys were able to stick it through and still be a band because. I always have to mention that not every band survived the pandemic. Uh, Mm. So for you guys to be able to make it through and come out and play awesome shows and still be active, I I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully from here, everything's kind of stays like this where we can just have shows and, you know, keep putting out new music and just having fun.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned Simi Locker earlier. I think it's really awesome for them to uh, you know take you on that uh, string of shows, and then even having you on their record release, I I think it's really important uh, to kind of showcase a newer, younger band from the area because they could have easily you know got somebody else or had a different lineup and, and mm-hmm. not include you guys. But the 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 fact that they did, I I think it's super awesome and really important because sometimes bands will you know get that rub and get big and start doing stuff but just kind of not really want to show love to where they're from so for, for them to, to do that for you guys I I think it's really important and cool definitely definitely like with them being from Delaware and then
1: like basically just like letting us like come along on some of these shows is just like definitely means a lot to us just for the fact that like me and David and I'm sure Chris and like molly will tell you the same thing but like i mean like we all like love their music it's so sick so and then like they're all like great people so being able to kind of do our first like legitimate run and having it be with the delaware band and especially simulacra it's uh definitely really cool
0: 100 percent. yeah shout out to simulacra um I I'm a fan of that band. Last time I saw them was at the um From With the Records Showcase. Yeah, that
1: was sick with the Marauder cover.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always kill it. I I I always get um super pumped to check them out. Definitely. Okay. Well yeah, that run uh starts pretty soon. Um can you talk about uh what else you guys have coming up after that? As far as show wise?
1: So after that, we're we might be doing a run in September, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of just trying to figure out things like as we go. And so definitely want to kind of cross this run with Simulacra mm-hmm. off the list first and then kind of go from there. But we'll probably just be doing like three shows because then after that, because uh, David still has one more year of high school left to go. So Holy after. Shit. Yeah. So, uh,
0: damn, I didn't realize he was still in high school. That's a trip. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, definitely with him going back to school, it's going to be like a little limited on the mm-hmm. things we can do, like show wise, just cause it's like, you know, we're not going to be able to go on like some like big tour, or even like a week long tour. Cause then, Like he's missing a week of school and, you know, as much as we'd all like to do that, probably uh, not in the cards for us, but we'll just, you know, try to go along with things and hopefully find the time when, whether he's on break or like we all just have the time to do so.
0: That's crazy. I I feel like him still being in high school, he, he should try to uncover some some newer hardcore kids. And be like, hey, I, I'm in a band who likes this kind of music. Come out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's definitely been like that because even with Garot, like all their members, uh, well, not all their members. Two of their members, uh, Bradley, the guitarist, and Will, the drummer. They're both. The same age as David. So they still got one, uh, one more year of high school to go. And like, definitely them too. Like, so much credit to them because I remember their first show they played was with us and carried by six and a few other bands. And like, that was probably one of the shows where I've seen the most young people like. Mm-hmm not like, you know, like early 20s like like young people like 15, 16 and it's just super sick to see that.
0: Yeah, I got to kind of keep my eye on that band Garot. I I remember hearing about them for the first time uh because of Bob Wilson. I'm pretty sure it was at the uh From Within Records showcase. He uh, mentioned them on stage.
1: Yeah, they're sick. It's like just just obnoxious straight edge shit and like you know, it's just like kind of like that agitator thing of just, you know, in your face, straight edge, which mm. is just can be fucking hilarious and it's just awesome.
0: 100%. And uh, speaking of agitator, uh, you know, shout out Marty Williams. It, it was just his birthday the other day. Uh, but for you to have, uh, you know, filled in on that Struck, nev- uh, struck Nerve tour, excuse me, um, how did that happen?
1: uh So I've been playing in Struck Nerve for. A minute now like i i never like to say like i'm i'm in it because like like for all i know it could be like however long but uh i guess like i'm kind of more of like a permanent fill-in that's what i like to call it Mm -hmm. but i've been playing with them since i want to say like october of uh 2021 Mm Mm-hmm And it was super sick, like getting to go to FYA with like Strucknerve and like playing, like playing that big of a fest. And then especially playing this as hardcore was like a dream come true, pretty much. So I'm definitely very thankful to Marty and uh, all the other guys in Strucknerve for being down for letting a 17 year old play in their band.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember overhearing um, some people uh, speak about you filling in for Struckner, and they're talking about how um, you – and I don't want to name names, but they're like, "Oh yeah, he he plays better uh, than the actual uh, guitar player in the band. They should just replace him." <laughs> and I was just dying because um, I thought that was really yeah. funny. But um, but but I think it's cool that uh, you have that opportunity because uh, Struck never is an awesome band, and um, mm. uh, I, I love their music. So for you to be, have been able to get those opportunities, especially playing two awesome fests like FyA and This Is Hardcore, that's it's wild.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely some funny stuff about you know i definitely got some good stories about having to teach uh anthony and <laughs> uh, and uh having to teach anthony and jake abbott the songs in the parking lots before the shows
0: that's so funny um that's cool. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, just write it out. I, I, I like Struckner. But I, I like that they or you guys did that run with uh, Burning Strong, uh, another one of my favorite bands. But it's just cool to see Struckner um, active and doing more stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how new music's going to be in the future, but like I kind of
0: just sit back on that and let Marty figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of just answer their call when they need you. Pretty much, just you know like eh, if you want me to come on tour i'm down okay and uh, speaking while you were on tour i i saw a post uh well i i i follow you on social media so i saw your post but then Mm -hmm. i also saw um, carter repost one of your stories and you're uh, speaking about like moving to alabama Uh, can you speak about that is it actually that nice down there i've never been there before so
1: probably not that nice that i would move there but i uh like I was definitely expecting, like, just some shitholes in the South. No offense to anyone who lives in the South. Mm -hmm. But, like, just kind of, like, picturing some other stuff. But, like, it was definitely different than what I was expecting. And, like, I definitely couldn't take the heat of, like, Alabama because that shit was, like, unbearable. But it was definitely a really fun experience just getting to go places I hadn't gone before and like finding out that there was like places there that I actually enjoyed being.
0: And you know, tour is not for everybody. So uh, for you being on the road uh, you know, would you find find that enjoyable or is that something you could do like long term or were you just happy to get home? Kind of like a mix, but
1: so we ended up, it was just me, Joe, our drummer, and Marty from Struck Nerve. Like, that's the only three people from Struck Nerve who ended up coming. And then the rest of the show's Burning Strong was just filling in on like the parts where we needed them. So, like, people just on like from Burning Strong on guitar and bass. And so we ended up taking uh, Marty's Prius on tour and that part was not enjoyable (laughs) like being in a prius like on like eight hour long drives like little to no stretching room at all in that car and then the first night we ended up sleeping in the car and for anyone wondering sleeping in a prius is not comfortable so Yeah, i mean like that part i could skip over but like other than that i was just like fuck it i'm down to do like five more days like seven more
0: days let's just keep it going and uh what was your favorite place or your favorite show on that little run
1: definitely greenville south carolina because like for me i'm just always going to be a sucker for like being at a show with like just like having like a lot of young people there because it's like the thing that probably makes me the most happy to see in hardcore Mm -hmm. is just seeing so many like young faces at shows who are like my age or like even younger so that show was like there was probably I think they said there was like 100 people at that show but like like 75 percent of the crowd was like all like under 20 or at least it looked like it so
0: yeah i i think that's awesome because uh I, I always say that the youth is really important because they're the people that are going to hopefully be around after we're gone and to mm-hmm. keep this whole you know ship moving so i, I always encourage everybody to uh, you know, be nice to the younger kids, be a little more encouraging. You don't have to be best friends with them, but um, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to scare off all the young kids and uh, <laughs> you'll really have no future in your scene. Cause that, cause that would suck. Cause for uh, you, cause you know, sometimes life gets in the way um, and we're all not going to be here forever. So if there's nobody who's going to live past us and in, in this thing, it, it, it's going to end at some point. And uh, I've definitely seen it happen. Um, so it's definitely not a thing that's guaranteed so that's why i always try to emphasize on uh, trying to uh, you know encourage the youth and just kind of just kind of guide them right you don't have to force bands down their throat but you know just make some make some suggestions get some shit going in your scene uh, just anything that that could help yeah i mean definitely
1: cooler now like even in like the PA area with more younger kids coming in just cause it's like, I guess there's definitely a more like more of a feeling of security of like, all right, like, you know, we might, you know, have that next generation of kids.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but is it crazy to think that like you and, and your friends, right. And uh, killing me and Garot, uh, you're part of like that new wave ushering in uh, all these new kids just because all of you are so young.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy to think that like we're playing like any sort of role in like helping out the scene so definitely like cool to think of it like that and especially also forgot to mention them too but like all the kids in reaching out from uh new jersey uh-huh. they uh put out a new single called wrong pace sick so definitely check that out but um them too like they're all like still i think i think one of their members is like 13 like their bassist
0: jeez that's so he he just turned into a teenager
1: yeah and it's just like dude like you're playing shows like they're doing like reaching out and Gratz doing i think a tour in september and i'm just like like my my mom would never let me go to like on a tour like at 13 so like like hopefully he's playing it i don't know if they got a fill in but like them like having like members so young and their guitarist caden i think he's like 15 he's sick then their vocalist who i think is a year younger than me but yeah they're definitely one of those bands that's bren uh been bringing in a lot of
0: more young people as well that's awesome i literally like i i obviously know the band but i didn't know that they were all that young my mind is yeah. blown because 13 i was what i was in middle school trying to find friends because everybody didn't like me because i played ps2 and liked anime <laughs> <laughs> and this kid's going on tour that's crazy that's wild but that's awesome to hear that that's super sick i i, I got into hardcore when i was like 14 so I'm happy yeah, to, you know, for that person to to have gotten into it when they were younger, because now they just have, they're able to have this long, hopefully a long like journey through hardcore. Definitely. Well, that yeah, that is crazy. But yeah, but like I said, the the youth is important. I. I just love uh, seeing just people that I don't know at shows because like even uh, when I uh, book these shows, uh, there's obviously the familiar faces that I see just because I I see them so often at so many different shows like around California. So when I see people who I've never seen before, I'm always so curious, um, like, you know, who they are and where they come from.
1: Yeah, there's... That's definitely one of my favorite aspects of hardcore just meeting a bunch of people from places like you might have never even heard of, like the most like middle of nowhere towns you know like oh, like how did I not know you before? so just kind of stumbling across new people and then hopefully you know those friendships kind of last
0: throughout the years hundred percent and um for you, obviously I Uh, Philly's like really close to you but like what other scenes do you like traveling to so definitely like
1: those scenes more down south those shows were sick so hopefully I get to travel out there more and like obviously I would love to see like your scene in California and then but like you know any like Jersey show like I love going to Jersey shows, mm, but like, I mean, honestly, that's pretty much all I go to Jersey PA Delaware shows and definitely, uh, Baltimore shows too. I've gone to a few, but, uh, basically like the tri-state area of just PA Jersey, Delaware.
0: Yeah, Jersey has some cool shit going on. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of, uh, never again cut down that whole crew super sick um not one truth they're doing some sick stuff um i'm I'm actually dropping a a podcast episode with uh, colin and dante in a couple days
1: yeah colin uh is gonna be filling in on second guitar for killing me Uh, in philly in jersey so he was over my house a few days ago we were just like he was telling me how he was on the podcast and was just like, dude, I can't wait to listen to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it was a fun conversation. I, 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 definitely like those guys. They're, they're mm. uh, doing cool shit. So I, I'm, I'm stoked that they were uh, down to do the podcast. Cause I, I met Colin, uh, when I was staying at, um, you know, with Marty and Bob Wilson, when I was down for the From Within Record showcase, so I, I yeah. met met him there, and he was just you know, super chill, like right off the bat. It felt like uh, we'd been friends for for a long time. He was just uh, super easy to get along with and really funny. So uh, I, I was Dude. just you know, happy to have met him then.
1: Like everyone in that band is just hilarious and just like some of the nicest people. So like anytime there's like a Not One Truth show. Mm-hmm. It's like just so fun getting to go because like they're music sick and they're just some of like the coolest people to be around.
0: Yeah. And then also I I can't not mention uh, Shackled. Raw live, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, some other awesome Jersey bands, the, for sure. Yeah, the, the, there's definitely I'm um, always like cool shit going on out there, so I'm definitely a fan. And I, I've I've only been to um, you know Perth Amboy for a show, so I, I definitely would like to get out to some of the other areas and see what else Jersey has to offer.
1: Yeah, the kids out there are sick. Like Jersey's just so fun to go to shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out uh, Baltimore. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of End It that new record is sick I definitely want to see them again they always sound so good live it always blows me away like like because I like the band but then when I see mm-hmm. them live I just realize like wow like I like this band so much more than I actually like even realize yeah I've never
1: been to an end it show where their vocalist like didn't crack me the fuck up
0: like is hilarious yeah, he. Um, I had him on the podcast a while back, but he had like a hard out, um, and we had to cut it like super short. And I was so bummed because I was because he, he makes it so easy to to talk to him, and um, he was just cracking me up the whole time. Uh, so I, I was bummed that he had to leave early, but um, he's somebody yeah. that I really want to get back on at some point. Yeah, that would be sick. Like, just his stage presence is sick
1: too. So definitely shout out to him.
0: Yeah, shout out and it. Shout out Akeel. Um, as far as uh, killing me, you guys are gonna be featured on the Once in Unity Comp Volume Three, which mm-hmm. is which is awesome. I I, I definitely like the uh, the lineup for th- this comp. I, I feel like Harder has killed it every single time. But um, what was your reaction like when you guys got asked to be on it? I mean, just stoked. Like we are for most things
1: that we get asked to do. So obviously, just and uh we had been asked prior for the first one and the second one but both times like we had the songs but we were just like nah we want to save that song for the ep and then like the next cop would come up and be like ah, we have this song but we want to save that song for the ep so kind of just we're uh, finally hyped that uh we were able to like squeeze in a quick song
0: i'm i'm happy and uh you know stoked that uh you know getting asked that many times uh you know that the the opportunity was still there because i feel like maybe yeah. after once or twice and we're like all right cool like let me move on because there's so many like other bands like in, in the space that you know probably would uh, you know jump at that opportunity so for you guys to have and been you know not able to make the deadline and wanting to save the songs for the record but you know getting asked a third time i, I think that's pretty special and it shows that uh, you know, Carter believes in you guys and wants to, you know, show that support.
1: Yeah, it was definitely like really sick of him to be down instead of just being like, oh, "These fucking kids are never gonna give me a song." So, and like, especially being uh not like being like, "Where's the EP at? Where's the EP at?" Because like it has been like two years.
0: Yeah, but that's but that's cool. I I feel like it's gonna be uh. A uh, good thing, you know. Pretty busy, uh, you know. Couple months coming up for you guys because the the record could drop at any moment. You know, by the time this uh, episode drops, the record could already be out. Uh, you, yeah. You have the feature on the comp, which is uh, definitely a good look. Just because I always feel like what that comp has done, it's definitely you know garnered a bunch of attention whenever a new edition comes out. So I'm stoked for you guys for that. Um, but I am curious. Uh, let me go check the Spotify to see if it randomly dropped while we were doing this. Oh shit. Um. Cause that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it hasn't came out yet. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it is crazy when I click the the actual um the single in your discography section, it, it takes me to like an error, but I can play it from like the main page. So mm-hmm. so hopefully that, that gets resolved at some point. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Okay. And outside of um the the bands, um are uh outside of killing me and um filling in for struck nerve, are are you doing anything else musically? Uh no. Nah.
1: Just kinda been trying to focus on killing me a lot of the time and getting the EP uh the E P out and then going from there, but like I'd always be down to starting new stuff, so but uh nothing at the moment okay all right well
0: burn bridges coming out soon very soon nobody knows go check spotify go check apple music go check title wherever it, it it could be out now or it could be out later
1: it's up in the air just keep refreshing
0: <laughs> okay well andrew um this has definitely been a pleasure i'm stoked to have been able to have you on the podcast but before we go yeah, sure. uh, you want to uh, shout anything out or plug anything
1: Ah, man. Shout out, Garot. Shout out, Reaching Out, Raw Life, Shackled, Not One Truth, Simulacra. Pretty much every band from PA, every band from Delaware, Jersey, Florida, Pensacola, Hardcore. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I mean, too many bands to list, too many people to shout out.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody who tuned in. Go support Killing Me. Go listen to Struck Nerve, two awesome bands, and we'll be back soon. Goodbye. <laughs>